you feel it, you know it. D. Raw Productions. Sports Talk with D-Raw. What's up, people? It's your boy, D-Raw. And I'm coming to you with another episode of STWD. And you know how this goes. And first, I want to go ahead and talk about the Olympics. Because, man, is it just me or is everybody? Because, one, it's really been hard for me to catch any of the good events this year. And it's like, man, I'd be searching and searching. And then I just have to go on your random YouTube or um, Bleacher Report to just get the update. I don't know, but tonight was finally the night where I actually got to see some live swimming. And I got to say congrats to Katie Ledecky. I like how she overcame that that 200-meter loss and came back and got the 1,500-meter win that was amazing by her and the fellow american sullivan so i would definitely say congratulations to them but then i gotta talk simone biles you know why because it really caught me off guard when i heard that simone biles had quit and i mean you think about it simone biles is pretty much what our um Olympic hero right now, the face of the American flag. When we talk Olympics, that's the first person you're going to think about. So um, just hearing some of the things that she has to say was pretty difficult to even um, just take in. You know, hearing her say that she felt like she had the, the weight of the world on her shoulders and, you know, and um, knowing that she went to the Olympics not for gold or any medals, but just to make something something happen so much more impactful on a level um in in regards to what happened with the with the old um USA team gymnastics team doctor. You know, the guy that was doing all the sexual abusing and he abused so many women and girls over a span of decades. It was just ridiculous. So you know, just to to know that her her point and purpose was of going to the Olympics was to out to prove uh you know that she had something better or something stronger and she was trying to be a voice and be an image for all the women, that's what's up, bro. Now I I wish she would have just followed through with it because I think it would have just showed how much stronger how much stronger she was than you know whoever else that she was out to prove it against, you know, just as far as the, the Olympics and whatever else. But then you got to think, um, not too long ago, she was getting at the team of USA about them not even doing an independent investigation on this guy. And uh, I, I respect that, you know. Um, so... Simone Biles, she she does make some some good points, and I I would definitely say I think 
she looks even stronger after the Olympics versus, um, you know, actually being on a team USA and, and now to make her point, I think she, she did what she needed to do basically. And that's what's up. Um, congrats to Simone. I, I think she realized that there was a lot more to life rather than just, you know, gymnastics and people have to remember the things that she said while she was, you know, out there competing in the Olympics, she felt that she wasn't safe. She felt that she would hurt herself. And it's because she wasn't focused. And that focus and mentality kind of takes me back to thinking about uh, Shakari Richardson. I don't feel like Shakari was focused. I feel like both of those um, Olympians needed some kind of mental health reset. Something to help them focus and uh, focus on the right things, but also to something to balance them out in life and in the Olympics. And I think sometimes, you know, you just kind of explode. And I think this time was Simone Biles um, exploding. And I think the the smoking the weed and, and all the things that was going on with Shakari Richardson and her mom passing and stuff was her exploding as well. You know, just to, it just makes people realize we're all human. You know, uh, we're all normal people every day. We just have different jobs and different skills. So people have to realize that. And sometimes with success comes a lot of alleged cases. And with that, I'm talking Deshaun Watson now. You know, everything was just looking up for Deshaun with him actually reporting to the Texans camp and and reporting to the building and all those things. I, hey, me as a Texan fan, I got very, very happy. Almost to the point where I got ecstatic to the point where I was like, oh, man. Deshaun might actually be a Texan this year. He might actually go out there and play. But who am I fooling? Who is Deshaun fooling, right? So, all of a sudden, uh, Deshaun reports to camp. And he has 10 more alleged cases that involve him. And uh, two of those cases for the sexual assault and sexual inappropriate behavior, whatever you want to call it, two of those women that did come out recently was never even on the list of women that that was involved with Deshaun before. So you know how things have been quiet as I mentioned before. No one was talking about Deshaun. You know everybody's just waiting to see if he's going to report and things like that. And then all of a sudden when he do report what happened I think he set this up. I think him and the lawyer uh, his lawyer that he's working with and Tony Busby are all in cahoots at this point. Because people, if you know Tony Busby, he's a slick dealer. You can't trust him. He he's a he's a real fool, man. And I think at this point, Busby is getting in on the money, helping to shine, because Busby already knew all these allegations was false. Come on, bro. We we all know Deshaun is not that kind of person. He's just not. He's not the person that go and rape women, sexually abuse them, and show his dick and all those extra things. That's not Deshaun Watson. I just I just know and believe that is not him. I've looked at many documentaries. I looked at this guy basically growing college and all those things. That is not who Deshaun Watson is. 
I believe if that was who Deshaun Watson was, he would have definitely did it in college because what place is better than college? There's no better place than college to, you know, show show your growings and all those kind of things and, and get away with it. I don't think I don't think Deshaun did any of those things. So I have to say at this point, Deshaun Deshaun, his lawyer and and Tony Busby are all in cahoots so Deshaun can get out of his contract somehow, some way. He will get out of this contract or he would do this so the NFL can put him like on an administrative duty or something like that to where he still gets paid, but he doesn't have to play, you know? So he's still a Texan, but he's just in the office until further notice. That further notice will take him until Philadelphia, which will most likely be the Texans' trade partner uh, if everything falls through, like I said before. And, you know, since Deshaun actually um, showed up for camp, now the Texans already put out there, like, what they what they expect in return if, if he's traded or, you know, just to even get them talking to you about Deshaun. You know it's going to take you about three first-round picks, uh, a couple second round picks and probably um, possibly later round picks or uh, a couple players. So, hey, if you ain't bringing that to the table, the Texans don't want to talk. And I understand because at this point, you got to. It's Deshaun Watson. And uh, besides that, I think the other thing that, that messes all this up, him reporting, the Texans going going ahead and letting everybody know that he's ready He's ready to be traded, and they're ready to trade him. Well, he's been ready to be traded. Let's let's be honest. Um, but now that he came out with these extra allegations, the the ability to trade him is like it's harder to trade him because teams don't know what's going to happen with him as far as the NFL um, reviewing him and, and things like that. But also. It's harder to trade him because of all the buffoonery, all the stuff that just popped out of nowhere. Now you you got to deal with that, and I think for the the Texans, they just want to get rid of him at this point, so they don't have to be connected to all of the Sean Watson talk. I mean, every day you turn on the radio or you turn on the TV. You got to hear Deshaun Watson this, Deshaun Watson that. It is no good news because Deshaun Watson don't want to be a Texan no more. With that being said, hey, we just got to sit back and figure out what's going to happen. But guess what? Staying with the Texans, you know what happened with Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers, he, uh, he made the NFL be on notice. He made the Packers be on notice and let them know, hey, I will show up to camp. But you're going to get X, Y, and Z. And my X is going to be Randall Cobb. Wow, out of all guys, right? So, with that being said, this actually works for the Texans in their favor. Because if you look at what Randall Cobb has done uh, since he left the Packers. Now, let's be honest. Eight of his 11 seasons came with the Packers. And they were the best seasons of his career. Um besides the one year he had in Dallas. And in Dallas he did he did post his, his career best uh, yards per catch, which was fifteen point one. So he you can't beat that. But uh 
the year after he 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 came up to the Texans and he got injured. He had a toe injury. He started like two games, and then for the rest of the season, I mean, he was just like kind of up and down. But even then, while he was playing with the Texans, he still looked pretty productive, and he looked like he could have had that another sixty uh, catch season for the Texans. Uh, well, his first sixty catch season for the Texans because he only played one season. But um, now that Aaron Rodgers wants Randall Cobb back, hell, I didn't came up with a couple thoughts. Why don't the Texans trade Deshaun Watson to Green Bay and we take Aaron Rodgers and he could play with um, Randall Cobb? That sounds great to me. And, and we'll win the trade because Deshaun is younger. He's great and uh, all those things. And Rodgers is older, even though he just came off an MVP season. Sounds like a good idea to me. Um, but besides that, let's be realistic. Realistically speaking, the Texans should get whatever they want for Cobb. Because the thing is, the Texans got the leverage in this deal. Cobb is already under contract. So I think he got like another year left on his deal. So does Rodgers. So Rodgers going to get whatever he wants. So at this point, hell, who the hell is Cobb's agent? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Because it damn sure seemed like it. <laughs> and um, he's going to be a Packer. And they already pretty much said that they're finna reunite. And for this to happen, the Texans get what they want. And if I'm the Texans, I'm not taking nothing less than a second-round pick for Randall Cobb because I got the leverage. And if it ain't a second-round pick, I need to take something decent from the Packers roster because – Realistically speaking, I got the leverage. And if I'm Nick Casario, it's going to go my way. Um, now, one good idea could be if the Packers are willing to trade Jordan Love to get him out of the quarterback room, which might also make Aaron Rodgers happy because he probably don't understand why Jordan Love is in the locker room with him anyways. But then again, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is that selfish of a man because, I mean, he did sit behind Brett Favre for several years before he had his first start. So it only would be fair for Jordan Love to sit there behind him for several years and soak up that playbook and learn from Aaron Rodgers so he can be great as well, right? So, hey, I'm open to all of those things. Jordan Love to the Texans. Give us a young quarterback, something to groom besides Davis Mills. Um, that puts some competition in our locker room, and, and you know, everything kind of works out. Um, moving on, man, I got to talk about the Houston Rockets. You know, the Rockets draft is this Thursday, and, man, every morning I just wake up and think it's draft morning or draft night. Uh, but... Everything's going to happen in the morning. All these picks and stuff, they're going to get swapped in the morning. I mean, you, you see the little things that already happened, the small things like with the Pelicans and stuff like that. But the Rockets going to make a real big deal. They already, I'm saying, they already got the second pick, the 23rd, and the 24th pick. Those two latter picks are going to go. I don't think the Rockets are going to draft three players in the first round. It just seemed unrealistic to me because I'm a Rockets fan and I've been watching these watching these guys draft for years and nine times out of ten they don't draft nothing they trade it away. Now 
They bet not trade the second pick away, which um, we already know is going to be Jalen Green. And you and guess who's mad about that? They they don't even want to work out for the, the the Rockets at all. You know, just to even see if they got a better potential to be drafted than Jalen Green. Mobley, Evan Mobley, and his camp are disgruntled with the Rockets, and they don't even want to work out for the Rockets. They're so worried about the Rockets um, being attached to Jalen Green that they don't want to do no workouts for him. And Jalen Suggs and his camp are pretty much doing the same thing. Everyone is so focused on what the Rockets uh, are not really saying, but what the fans are wanting, that they're not even worried about what the actual organization may want out of them. So, you got Jalen Green out here. I mean, honestly, if I'm the if I'm the Rockets, I am taking Jalen Green, and the reason why is because he has the most experience. I mean, he's already been playing with NBA players in the G League. You can't beat that. He's 19 years old. He's explosive. He can shoot. Now, the one one side of the ball that he probably needs to work on is defense, but you can't tell me one superstar that doesn't need to work on their defense. I mean, LeBron needs to work on his defense. Curry definitely needs to work on his defense and so on and so on. Only one that probably doesn't need to work on their def defense is Kawhi Leonard. But, hell, he's street clothes. He can't never stay on the floor. So, um, I think the Jalen Green um, pick is is very well already, uh, you know, going to be the Rockets pick unless somehow the Pistons, the Pistons renege on um, – Cade Cunningham and oh, and he doesn't even want to work out for the Rockets. He, he, Cade Cunningham is so crazy to me because honestly, if I'm the first pick uh, projected, I don't care if the Pistons had the first pick. I'm working out for any and whoever wants me to work out because you never know what may happen. What if the Pistons see something else um, and someone else and they feel like I'm not the player? You know, even though I worked out for them and I might have had a great workout for them. But there's probably, what, 100 NBA players that can be drafted, you know, and maybe 60 of them get invited or whatever. So why not work out, bro? I mean, you're not that privileged. You got to go out there and show what you got just like everybody else. And I think that's the fair thing to do. Um but with that being said, I, I really do believe that Jalen Green uh, is the player for the Rockets. I also believe that he might actually be the best player in this draft because I just think Cade Cunningham, he's hes young, he's a freshman. Um, I don't think he's going to take well to the NBA as well as Jalen Green. And I just think he has the, Jalen Green just has the highest upside uh, in this class from a scoring, explosive, point of view just think he he is the player uh honestly i think right now we're talking about a big three in the draft and and i think green is just gonna be light years ahead of these guys and i think he's like the jordan of the draft right now honestly now i might be uh overdoing it and stuff because i'm just expecting the rockets to get him but i mean hey if you go look at Jalen green highlights and you look at mobley highlights i like both of them mobley i mean he he looks good, but like I said, I, I'm I'm really I'm really afraid of Evan Mobley becoming a Hashim the beat.
Yeah, sadly. And the reason I say that is because the B could score. He could shoot a little bit. He could run. He was seven feet tall. But he was trash, bro. He was trash. And, hey, we'll see, man. All luck to all these guys. So this will be the end of this episode, people. Thank you for listening to another episode of STWD. But wait, got something new for you all. If you're listening, if you're still there, feel free to either call and leave a voicemail or text. And if you got any responses or questions or any discussions that you would like me and Real Talk Ricks to express or explain, um, feel free to get at us at 281-909-4727. Again, the last time. 281-909-4727. Get at us. Sports Talk with D-Raw. You already know, we the best and we the realest.